0: All right, Stu. What's up, Kevin? How are you doing? I'm doing good. What are we talking about today?
1: Today, we're talking about sales and the sales process. Awesome. You were showing me this formula earlier. Um, You want to describe it?
0: Yeah. I think it's genius. It brings us back to middle school days, you know, like, ouch for one. You remember those greater than, less than signs, kind of? Mm -hmm. So... It, I call it vapes. And the reason why I call it vapes is you can memorize this formula by the way you spell the word vapes. Although I don't even vape. I never vape, so okay. I don't know much better. But it's basically this. V greater than P equals S. Okay. And you can see how the V, you know, and the greater sign looks like an A. P is just P, and then the equal sign looks like an E. Yeah. And then the last
1: letter is S. Okay, so V is greater than P equals S. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? What does that mean? So the letters stand for three things.
0: V stands for value, P stands for price, and S stands for sale. So like, like you mentioned, we're talking about the sales process today, and I think one of the most valuable... Um, You know, core fundamental principles in sales is understanding the difference between value Mm -hmm. and the difference between price. Mm -hmm. Um, You kind of know what I'm I'm referring to. Like, Mm -hmm. like let's say you go to Apple and you want to buy an iPhone. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When you go in, the first thing you ask is not – maybe for some people they do, you Mm -hmm. know how much does this phone cost? Mm-hmm. People first look at what color do I like? You know, like, is this the style that I want? Mm-hmm. Does it feel good in my hands or does it have the apps that I want? And is it going to ultimately be a better phone than what I originally already had? Mm-hmm. You know?
1: So like people might go in and see. I, th- I think like value could value, value could be like, um, different, it it could be different for everybody. It's, it's different, for, it's different yeah. for everybody. So like, um, that value proposition needs to be communicated first, or that needs to be perceived in the mind of someone else. Definitely, um, and that needs to be greater than the price. Because if the price exceeds the value that someone takes from that, they're then not going to buy it. They're not going to buy it. They're it makes no it. sense. Like, why would I?
0: Why would I spend my hard earned money on something that I don't see has any meaning, mm-hmm. you know, or any benefit to me? Mm-hmm. and it's kind of, yeah, you've, you've hit it, the hammer, um, the nail, what is it? I don't even know what the, hit, is the hit the hammer on the nail hit. Yeah. Hit the hammer on the nails. So yeah, with that. Um, and I think why this is really important is because it applies to everything. You know, this is a very broad topic, but in specific to sales, um, it's the difference between having a customer say yes or having a customer Having to think about it and not feel fully convinced, you know, fully ready and committed to moving forward with like buying something.
1: Exactly. So
0: how do we show value? I think some of the key techniques that really help uh, when you're trying to show the value of something is the ability to find out what's important first. Uh, It it sounds very simple, but it's probably the most important step is if you don't even know what's important to the person that's coming in to buy something. Mm -hmm then you can't really up the scale of value right you can mm-hmm. you can't leverage or shift that perception the mm-hmm. perceived value for for the person coming in and it starts off by just listening i think the easiest form of leverage and the easiest currency to build trust with someone is to
1: just absorb everything first mm-hmm. before you start trying to pitch things mm-hmm. you know so more listening asking quality questions active listening and tactical
0: empathy that's a a term tactical empathy that's Mm. a a mouthful but what what i mean by that is you're really trying to immerse yourself into the skin of the person that you're talking to and really really trying to view things from their brain like Mm. you're literally inside their head thinking how would i feel about what's being proposed to me the product proposed to me if i were the customer i'm talking to right now
1: Mm. you know what i'm saying yeah how do you do? How do you uh, go about doing that? Is there like a self-talk that um, you have prior to each interaction? Because, yeah,
0: you know, it's, it's like everything in life. There's a little bit of trial and error. Yeah. There's failures. You know, sometimes you you might say something and you see that the response is not what you're expecting from mm-hmm. a client or a customer, mm-hmm. and you realize, wow, I need to take a step back and kind of kind of not be so standoffish or be so assumptive about. Uh, things that I take for granted. Like maybe I know something about this product that the customer doesn't know about mm-hmm. and I need to take a step back and slow it down. Just wait a minute. Mm-hmm. He, he or she needs to first understand what they're getting into mm-hmm. before we go into the entire
1: pitch, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think that's a, a part of like the best first step is building rapport in the sales process. Exactly, And being likable I think is like such a key factor because if someone just doesn't like you, they're not going to do business with you. Right. It's like, why would they trust you or listen to you? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that, that's even on like a, you know, um, from a person person level, but also I think even on a macro scale from a brand level, like if you don't even like the brand or if you don't like the entity or if you don't like the person or if you don't like, you know, the idea, then you're not even going to consider it. Like you're just, there's no way you could be sold because you just don't like it. Exactly. Right. So I think that's also another important step before you could even present value. You have to be liked likable. Yeah. Right.
0: And that rapport that you're talking about, I think comes ultimately from level of customer service.
1: Mm-hmm. And that, what I want to add to a, a yeah. previous point is likability, right? It's even the same thing when it translates to things that you eat, right? Mm-hmm. Like this process that you've written down V is greater than P equals S is even down to like the things that you're sold on eating. Yeah. For example, if you don't like broccoli, even though it has a lot of value, but, and the price is lower and a lot of health benefits, you're not going to eat it. So thus you're not sold on it. You're not sold on (laughs) it. Right. (laughs) So it it, it translates in, in uh, a lot of different aspects, um, that, that I guess we're talking about. Um, how do you build rapport?
0: Um, when I when I think about building rapport, yeah. I, I think about I'm gonna go off on a slight tangent from sales. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a lot of Michelin three star restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, that, the kinds that you see on Food Network or on Netflix, like Chef's Table, mm-hmm. or these like cool shows where you see these world class chefs that take it to the next level. Not just from their food, but, you know, the food is the product, mm-hmm. right? Their vessel, mm-hmm. and it it stems from the beginning is the customer service, the mm-hmm. ability to. Have the waiters conduct themselves in a certain way, have the right body language, always smile with um, people coming to, to buy whatever it is they're trying to eat at this restaurant, mm-hmm. right? And the way even a waiter or waitress could pitch um, a dish, maybe make a recommendation, maybe mm-hmm. make me ask for suggestions, right? Mm-hmm. Actively listen to what types of food um, the clients Might like or might not like any food allergies that they might have, the attention to detail, you know, Mm -hmm. the ability to really think for the customer's perspective, they have, you know, let's say a family comes here and it's a special occasion and they understand the weight of this this reservation at this really nice restaurant, Mm -hmm. they would understand they want to be treated a certain way, just like... Um, the same way you'd, you would want to treat it, whether it comes to buying a phone or shopping for a handbag, you mm-hmm. know, or buying a, a program online, you know, mm-hmm. you want that level of service. And I mm-hmm. think going back to value, if you can even just up your level of service for the customer or client, that in itself is the ultimate form of
1: like perceived
0: value mm-hmm. from the get go from the mm-hmm. very beginning.
1: And I would I would even add on to that. So number one, we talked about like first building rapport, being likable, right? That's like also like a a entirely topic, entire topic on its own. Um, And then we talk about value, right? How do we understand the customer to show them the right value? I think in addition to providing excellent customer service, is providing that value or knowing that that's valuable to them before they even know it. Right. Right. So how do we share? value through the lens that we see it, to make that now valuable to them, I think is a huge portion of it. Mm -hmm. So like being able to bring up a problem that they may not even have thought of, or maybe they've thought of subconsciously, but they don't bring up because they don't know to ask it or they don't know to, for example, like um, if you go up to a customer and ask, you know, what do they want? Most A lot of the times they might not even know what they want and you kind of need to Make a suggestion for them or be the expert. You're the expert. You provide the insight, and that insight in itself is that value. Is that value. Exactly. That value proposition. So that even comes down to understanding your customer before they even understand themselves or understand them before you even meet with them or understand them uh, just kind of even on a generic level and being able to see that, hey, we're all people. Um, Humanize Humanize yourself. Humanize yourself. And see and relate in on that level and be, be able to bring that up before um, they bring it up themselves. I think that's excellent service. You know exactly. what I mean? I think on top of that, of what you're mentioning. Yeah. Was, excellent service yeah. to your
0: point. It's not just about likable is definitely important. Yeah. If you're not even likable, we can forget about everything that follows. in exactly. the bag, Right. But beyond that, what's going to make you a top tier, I guess, performer, when it comes to sales or when it comes to getting what you want out of life is Mm -hmm. being able to show people the insight that they were not able to see Mm -hmm. Being able to show that blind spot
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and i wanted to go to the second portion of this formula Mm -hmm. right we've been covering v the The second part of this is p yeah and i think p is something that a lot of people can easily understand Mm -hmm. which is pricing Mm -hmm. pricing is just what's the dollar signs yeah how much does this cost Mm -hmm. how much is this going to cost me uh, right now, today, or mm-hmm. how can I afford this if I have to finance this car, mm-hmm. or I have to, you know, buy this this house, this property? What are the monthly payments look like? You mm-hmm. know, um, what's the coverage on the things that I'm buying? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are really stuck on the price portion mm-hmm. when it comes to trying to pitch something, you know, trying to sell something, and they get so stuck on price, mm-hmm. and the customer also gets really stuck on price when the most important part of the formula is that first half that
1: v that value and they don't focus on it enough they 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 immediately think price right i think that a lot of that has to do with uh the way that you see the product yourself too and it's so i think important that you were talking that that what you brought up earlier is you you have control on what you want that customer to focus on Exactly. And if you bring a price right off the gate, or if even if a first. even if a customer brings up the price first, sure you can answer it, but make sure that conversation goes back to the value. Right. Right. Maybe you say, how much does this cost? You yeah. can say
0: XYZ product
1: costs this. It's about this. What what specifically were you looking for?
0: You know, even something
1: deeper. Something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um I think I think that's a great way to bring it back. And also it's like uh, oh this is the price of that but it depends you know there's also you going know to price going to price too what's
0: what i love about this formula is everything's fluid everything's variable mm-hmm. so you might think it's fixed at this point in time mm-hmm. but when you're selling something and you're in the sales process that formula is constantly shifting up and down it's like a wave mm-hmm. you know it's like oscillating mm-hmm. and if you're able to pitch value much better you'd mm-hmm. be surprised At the 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 cost of the thing that you could sell can be significantly more expensive or higher in price than what you originally thought you could have sold. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, maybe the person was coming in for something, a pair of shoes, and they were thinking, "I'm not trying to spend more than 80 bucks or 100 bucks on this pair of shoes." Mm -hmm. But you were able to tell them, you know, why this pair of shoe is going to make them feel a certain way why this pair of shoe is going to last much longer maybe than other pairs of shoes in terms of build quality or whatever it is mm-hmm. or how, you know, appeal to whatever it is that they're looking for in a pair of shoes, whether it's comfort, ankle support or, you know, trendiness mm-hmm. or level of status they might feel mm-hmm. in wearing this product, this, mm-hmm. this shoe, mm-hmm. they might be willing to spend maybe $120 or maybe even double 160 from what they originally came in saying
1: $80. Exactly. And, and is a myth. And also bringing up things like, um, like I think I feel like statistics and social proof and things like that to allow adding more value. I think there are tactical things, and I think back to your shoe example. I think I heard like a really good statistic or something like that Mm -hmm. that really made me think. Oh man, I should actually really invest more into my shoes. It's like you're wearing your shoes almost 80% of your lifespan. Like, yeah. you're 80% of your time that you're awake, you're wearing... You're wearing shoes and walking around. You're wearing shoes and walking around, so why wouldn't you spend... If what you're wearing and walking around is not you comfortable... You should spend the most on your shoes compared to
0: everything else. There's even a statistic, like, poor walking posture, you know, uncomfortable ankles leads to lower leg, yeah. um, you know, like, hamstring issues, which leads to lower back issues, so... It's that reframing, and I think the next part of this this topic that we're talking about this value and price is the ability to reframe. Mm-hmm. So, if you want, I'll let you
1: elaborate sort of what like reframing means to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, reframing is more of uh, allowing the customer to see. Um, the big picture. See all that, but also like see value in a different way, um, and being able to show them your perspective, or being able to bring up a different perspective, what that they have never seen before, um, to show value into a specific product, or um, be able to tailor what they value into a feature of your product um, that they probably have not seen before and now see value in. I think that's that's literally what reframing would be. Uh, so I think a good example of that would be like what we were just talking about, the shoes, right? You come into the store, you walk in, you only had in mind to buy a $20 shoe, right? right? And you're buying that $20 shoe because all you think about is the price, right? Mm-hmm. The price and you're like, oh, whatever. Like I can just buy a pair of shoes for 20 bucks. As long as it looks good enough, I'm happy. Right. Well, what if it's you know crappy and it right. like just rips in like a week? It rips in a week. That's one. So there's that inconvenience factor, right? So now I could reframe your mind to say, hey, well. You know, have you thought about investing an extra 20 bucks with a shoe that's going to last you three times as long? Um, It's actually a lot more savings for you to spend $80 instead of spending $20 in the long run. You're looking at the long run. So now you're reframing that mindset of $20 into investing into the future, so to speak. For a convenience factor, right? And for and then and then you could bring up like, oh well, are you sure you only want to spend that eighty dollars for this kind of shoe versus you can get this kind of shoe with a better sole and you only spend an extra twenty bucks. But you're, how, could you justify that twenty bucks for your health and preventing you from going to a visit with a chiropractor that you're going to spend forty bucks on? So now you're saving an extra forty bucks. Exactly. You know now you're talking about savings, but there's that value of investing into that now. What uh, you know, sixty dollar shoe, eighty dollar shoe. When you came in thinking about that, you're going to spend twenty dollars, right? But in actuality, you're reframing that
0: to that value. And I really like that verbiage that you use. Can you see yourself doing this, or can you justify this? You know, for this extra amount, you get this exactly. People always focus. Ah, it's this much more. Mm. But what? But you are really trying to help. The customer or the client do is yes it's this much more mm-hmm. but for this much more in x amount of dollars you're getting this this and that yeah. you need to highlight the benefit mm-hmm. and not just the feature of the product yeah. i think that's another another really important point uh, when it comes to adding value is not just explain the product like a google search engine or mm-hmm. like a dictionary yeah and if anyone if i wanted to know about what this thing can do i would just google it
1: exactly but
0: if I want someone to explain to me why this is going to be important, why this is this going to help my bottom line and going to be something worth my time and energy and money, mm-hmm. then that's where you kind of come into play to communicate that yeah.
1: with the client. Exactly. Communicating that with the client. I think a good way to incorporate that too is even relating to your own personal experiences. So even if you don't do enough in like the discovery process, you can create like a relatable story um, with someone else. right? So for example... It's like, yeah, like I'd really recommend getting the shoes. Um, I remember this one time I only spent 20 bucks on these shoes and I was at like a really important event and the heels came off. And that That that, that that was like super embarrassing for me. So I'd really recommend this product because it has a lifetime warranty. So if anything breaks that I could bring it back to the manufacturer and that flicks the heel for me and for me I feel like it's a lot of value and I could that's why I'd really recommend these $40 shoes out of some something like that you know what I mean like or like oh you know you'd never have to worry about the heel breaking off and you could save yourself from that embarrassment not that you would sell it in that exact way but it's just an example of reframing reframing what I think it's loss aversion too loss aversion people are
0: really really more concerned about the loss aversion the things that they might lose out on versus the things that they can gain Exactly. We're really, really, it's for some reason, you know, I think people like humans, as human beings, we're really hardwired to be worried about, oh, what if I lose this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to miss out on that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're able to, going back to the topic of reframing, yeah. showing them, look, we can, you know, go with this, mm-hmm. but if we do go with this lower price option or mm-hmm. whatnot, or compromise, mm-hmm. we're compromising some of the things that were important to you. And my favorite, my favorite philosophy when when it comes to buying things, not not to force people to spend more, but just really helping people fix their problems when they're mm-hmm. coming to buy something. Because mm-hmm. when you come to buy something um, or spend money on something, you're looking to fix some sort of need, some mm-hmm. sort of want. Exactly. You know, some sort of emotional uh, need that you need to fulfill. Yeah. And so I always tell people if you're going to spend, let's say, seventy percent, right, on what this thing what the better product would be able to do mm-hmm. and only fix half of your problem versus spending 30% more mm-hmm. and just getting the slightly more expensive thing but it fixes all your problems most people would actually rather spend more just to make sure that their problems are fixed the problems are solved mm-hmm. and the quality is good exactly so quality you know and being able to to resolve the issue or you know fix the the want the yeah. itch
1: the need for something is more important than just the price exactly and i think another good point too is once you buy it, you're no longer really thinking about the price. Think about it I'm like you're not you're not even thinking you're not thinking about the price anymore, right? Exactly. So it's like for uh, I think another great example that I heard is your bed, right? You should invest in, a lot into your bed since you're spending a third of your life on it, yeah. right? So like um, if you spend two thousand bucks on a bed, you're not thinking about that you spent two thousand dollars on your bed when you're sleeping after maybe the first two weeks. You're going to feel like you're enjoying your life a lot more because you have better quality sleep. Yeah, your productivity goes up. You're in a better mood. You know, everyone likes you better. You feel better. You feel great. So could you justify spending that $2,000 for those kinds of benefits? I'm you're not, you're not even thinking about the price after you bought it. You're not. You know? You get excited about
0: the possibilities and what the product can do for you as yeah. opposed to uh, how much is it going to cost you because you know it's going to benefit you. Yeah. Exactly. At the end of the day, why would you get anything if it's not going to benefit you in some way, shape, or form, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's a big one. And I think once the value is sold and you sell that to the customer, and they perceive that value more than the price based on your formula, that is what translates into a sale. That's when the action
0: happens. You know, that's when that's when people are able to cross that finish line, that hurdle of I'm not sure if I should buy this or not buy this. Mm-hmm. You know, but if, if we look at the reverse of this formula, right? If value is, is the perceived value is less than price, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter how low. This is this is what's really cool about this formula. It doesn't matter how low the price is. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't really justify making that
1: sale. You know. So what what happens? What is? Um, How do people fall into this pit hole? I think one that I could think of right off the gate is objections and not overcoming those or not identifying those. Like a great one is this. Um, Client comes in, right? Say they want to buy a car. Mm -hmm. And
0: they they kind of like the car, Mm -hmm. but the sales rep wasn't able to show them, you know, Create that urgency or that need, or show all of the value that the car has to offer, mm-hmm. and the customer ends up having to want to ask for a discount, right? Because that's how most car dealerships are. It's mm-hmm. this price haggling war. People mm-hmm. hate it, mm-hmm. you know, because pricing is not fixed. It feels like, am I getting the best bang for my buck? Because that that price is not fixed and the value is not being pitched properly, mm-hmm. right? So let's say the dealer, the dealer guy trying to sell him a car, mm-hmm. says, okay instead of trying to address the concerns about the value, mm-hmm. they lower the price of the car. Mm-hmm. Customers might feel a little bit better at the moment, but what usually happens? Customers are like, well, can I get more out of that? Can mm-hmm. you lower it even more? You give them an inch, they want a mile. You, you give person an inch, they take the mile. Yeah. And, you know, Always raise the bar, never mm-hmm. lower the bar. Mm-hmm. Whether it comes to like selling or just standard of life or just setting expectations for yourself, you know, raise the bar, don't mm-hmm. lower the bar. Mm-hmm. When you lower the bar, then the client feels like, okay, so are we playing this
1: price haggling game? Like, does it, does that mean the the car is actually not that valuable? Exactly. You just <laughs> exactly. right. That's what now I'm thinking. Right. Right. Like, it's like, oh well, I guess it's really not worth spending. 400 bucks or 500 bucks a month or a thousand dollars a month on that product. Yeah,
0: who's really winning? No one's winning in this. No, the buyer's not winning. They don't see value in the car now, they they still haven't seen the value. And they're probably wondering themselves, Wow, I got two thousand dollars off. Could I have gotten four thousand dollars off from that shady dealer? You know, that dealer guy who was was haggling with me, right? Exactly. The dealers, the the guy who's selling the car is also. On the bad end of the stick, because he's not making as much as he could be, mm-hmm. or as he should be, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it's just—it's just not a good, good situation for either the buyer or the seller, you know. When you—it's a you, lose-lose situation. Exactly. It's not win-win. And what I really want to nail down this formula is price. I would think at the end of the day is a myth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are levels of affordability. Everyone, when they go in, go in to buy things. Everyone knows what their their real level of comfort range of affordability is. Mm-hmm. But what this formula is, is based on is assuming we're in this range of affordability, mm-hmm. right? Between a $100 pair of shoes versus a $200 pair of shoes, right? Mm-hmm. How far can you tip that scale? Mm-hmm. And how, how much level of influence can you provide to help people make a decision regardless of the price in that price range? 100 mm-hmm. to 200 mm-hmm. you know, that, that's kind of what this, this formula is really based on. Mm-hmm. And it's just really, really helpful if you think about trying to persuade people even outside of selling something. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's say, hey Kevin, let's uh let's go watch this movie, The mm-hmm. Avengers, mm-hmm. right? But you're like, I'm not really into superhero movies, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, you just don't it's like I, I can I can do better things with my time mm-hmm. instead of watch that movie, mm-hmm. you know. Or I do better things with my time. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I pitch like look, it seems like you've been you've been working really hard, you just wanna just relax a little bit, you know, and it'll be a good way to freshen up, maybe get the creative juices flowing, watching something different you usually don't watch. Or maybe I'm not really pitching that value there, but
1: it, it, I think you're on the right track.
0: Yeah. But, but you know, just approaching it from a different angle. Yeah. Right? Normally people would say, Why not? I just watch the movie. Like I just watch the movie. Yeah. Maybe I might be able to pitch it by saying, like, hey, it's on me. Like,
1: But I want to I step back and point out what you were just saying, right? You were just saying, look, Kevin, you've been working really hard. Maybe yeah. you just want to sit, relax your mind, Clear watch, mind. Something different, watch something different, get yeah. your creative juices flowing. Now, you see, those are those I'm things. I'm appealing to what matters to you, getting your creative juices flowing. And not only that, you're relating to me, yeah. right? You're relating to me because it's like, yeah, I have been working hard. Yeah. Treat yourself. I, I do need to treat myself. That's my yeah, favorite line. Treat I wa- yourself. Yeah, I I wanna <laughs> I wanna I do want to get my kid. maybe I should watch the movie. Right or maybe right? it's not Avengers. Maybe. Even though it was not even related. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, or maybe it's not Avengers.
0: Maybe you know you're really really regimen on your diet and you don't want to get into a habit of a bad diet Mm -hmm. but i can persuade you like (laughs) let's get some like uh, jama juice or you know or something Mm -hmm. that's just just not healthy right Mm -hmm. like in and out burger yeah just flying dutchman four by four with four stacks of cheese yeah even though you know you probably you'll not not touch that stuff but Mm -hmm. i i may be convinced you by saying like you, you just gotta splurge once a bit I read this research where if you, like, do a cheat meal, it actually reactivates your metabolism, helps speed things up when you go back to your clean diet, you know? That's, like, whatever. And, I mean, it's not BS. It's just how you frame it, right? Going back to that reframing is so important.
1: Reframing, but I think also at the same time, you a big detail there is relating, building that rapport, empathy, stepping into their shoes, and seeing seeing it how I would see it. And then selling that value through that, through that, you know, I think that that's a big portion. Another one, I, I guess, in the, the other format that that you have written on the bottom here, is V is less than or V is less than P does not equal to the sale. I think this often happens too is when you don't address objections, right? And you don't uh, knock out the objections before they bring it up. I think if a customer has to bring up those objections, you've already lost.
0: Yeah, the the battle is already lost before it's begun because you do not prepare, you know, yourself for success. You do not equip yourself with the right, you know, artillery to knock down the problems that could lead to indecision.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. really
0: at the end of the day, it's not about that person. It's about the the indecision factor and the problems that led up to that indecision. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, preparation. I think preparation even in itself. Is a form of value, right? Mm-hmm. If I, if I go into a restaurant, plates are not even set up correctly, you know, they don't give me water within, within five minutes of sitting down. Mm-hmm. No one's greeted me or brought me a menu, mm-hmm. you know, in that time frame, And I
1: have to ask for it. And I have to ask for it. That
0: means you're, you you're prepared, lost,
1: right? You lost. Yeah. You've
0: lost. You've already lost my, my business. You've lost my perception of your image as a restaurant mm-hmm. because you guys are not prepared. Mm-hmm. You guys are not, um, Empathetic, you know, thinking from the customer's viewpoint, mm-hmm. making them wait. Mm-hmm. Making people wait is probably one of the worst things that you could probably do, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age. Things have to happen fast. Mm-hmm. So, preparation, I think, kind of to your point, is so important. If you haven't prepared and put in the legwork to get everything set up, mm-hmm. you know, get yourself looking a certain way, present yourself in, in a professional manner, mm-hmm. then you've already
1: lost the battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%, man. Bring up those objections. I think that even comes back to what we are talking about earlier is understanding your customers, yeah. right? Doing the homework. Doing the homework. Doing the homework. And making sure those objections are addressed or bring it up before they even think about it. The worst thing, too, is after they make a purchase, then they find out about it after. Buyer's remorse. There it yeah. is. You know, so you got to make sure you bring it up. That's ultimate service. You know, not only that, I think as well because if nowadays i almost feel like because there's so much competition in the market that even if you follow this formula v is greater than p equals s i almost think you need to make v so high beyond their imagination mm-hmm. to to really dominate right I mean, what, so what like
0: Amazon's slogan
1: world's most customer centric company right? yeah exactly that but also like how could you provide customer service beyond their imagination so that they become customers for life, beyond what you they know? what they think is possible, beyond what they think is possible. Exactly. That's how you have stratospheric success. I feel like
0: right. Everyone assumes that okay, just ask what the customer needs and just address those needs. And no, because that's just That's
1: just that's just a transactional relationship now. I'm not creating something that's unique. Exactly. Yeah. It's like
0: going to a doctor. Right. This yeah. is a really good analogy. Yeah.
1: You can't expect to go to
0: your doctor and your doctor asks you, okay, what are your symptoms? And then the doctor only addresses those symptoms. Mm-hmm. If your doctor is truly good, mm-hmm. they'll be able to identify patterns mm-hmm. and actually project other issues that might be affecting your health mm-hmm. that you had no idea about. Exactly. Say you thought that your issues were being caused um, because, because of lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. When your doctor actually found out that it was actually a change in something in your diet mm-hmm. that's causing you to have a food allergy reaction, a minor allergy, allergic reaction... Right, that's affecting your physical health, Mm -hmm. right? Or or just some some arbitrary example, and and that's a sign of a truly good doctor, or or an engineer, or lawyer. You know, is being able to identify that problem that that uh, like like we mentioned, that's deeper than that's deeper than the surface level. Exactly, and it comes from experience, but two, it comes from research. Mm -hmm. You know, like a great example is if you're, let's say, you're trying to to sell a car, for example, right? Mm -hmm. What's a great way to see what your your customer is going to be up against. Mm-hmm. Go to a dealership. Mm-hmm. On, your, on your days off when you're not working, this sounds like crazy, but like go to a dealership that's, let's say your direct competitor, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to check out Audi. I'm going to check out BMW. I'm going to check out Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check out Lexus. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to check out uh, Land Rover. What, let's say it's a luxury brand. You just check out whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you see how each and every one of these brands carries themselves. And you mm-hmm. see what they are doing well mm-hmm. and what they're not doing well. Mm-hmm. And so when your customer comes to buy, let's say, a car, a car from you, mm-hmm. for example, you're able to explain in a way that's better than what's out there because you know what's out there. Mm-hmm. You already know what the customer has to face and go through in mm-hmm. like a dealership setting, for example. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I, uh, I agree. It's doing your homework, right? Right. It comes back to that is under, under being able to anticipate a customer's needs, being able to relate to a customer. Anticipate. Anticipate. I think anticipation, that comes with experience, but it also comes with foresight, right? Willingness um, to learn. Willingness to learn, foresight, empathy. I think those are all key aspects that we're talking about here. And I think those three elements is already enough to bring value to any product that you're trying to sell. Oh yeah. People are going
0: to appreciate too. Yeah. They're going to like the knowledge, the transparency and the ability to help people with application
1: mm-hmm. of benefits, mm-hmm. not just the features. Um, hundred percent, man. I think that's a, I think that's a, a great way to summarize it. Um, so let's summarize, resummarize that formula. It's V is greater than P equals S. So your value needs to be more, Right. How do we do that? We number one is we need to be build rapport, right? We need to get that person to like us or if they don't like you, they're not going to do business with you. Right. You also need to make sure you anticipate and their, understand all of the variables, understand all the variables, their needs, and maybe understand or present things that uncover they, unknown needs, unknown needs. Yeah. hundred you know, um, percent. And being able to anticipate that. Right. So I think that that would be in the V. Presenting that value, and that needs to be greater than the price. The price should not come first before you showcase the B. Exactly, and it doesn't matter whether it's
0: an eleven-dollar product or you know an eleven-thousand-dollar product. Mm-hmm. This formula applies across the board, and it's it's a really revolutionary, I think, break breakthrough way of thinking about approaching sales. Because when people hear the word sales, they think, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna have to deal with this." shady salesperson is going to try to close me, you know, try to give me pressure, try to hard, hard close me, you know, the pressure tactics, but Mm -hmm. none of what we're saying really has anything to do with, Oh, I'm trying to close this, this client to buy something force someone to buy something that they don't need and Mm -hmm. spend more money than they have to, you know, Mm -hmm. it's more about finding out what the issue is and helping them to the finish line. Mm -hmm. We're really here to, this formula is really here to empower people Mm -hmm. to make decisions that they have to make anyways, Mm -hmm. you know? Because there's nothing worse than wanting to buy something and being stuck in the indecision, the zone of indecision, mm-hmm. right? What's, what's better? Just finishing this task that you set yourself out to do, which is find, find the right product to, to fix the need or mm-hmm. the desire mm-hmm. and move on with your life. Mm-hmm. Or constantly be, be thinking and nagging about that and being stuck in limbo in un, indecision, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's, that's in another way. Another form of value, I think, is saving time.
1: Mm. time
0: we actually didn't cover we covered service and empathy understanding but i think time is another great great way
1: yeah i mean anticipating i think that that's a, a category of needs you yeah know. yeah like saving people time
0: on on the things that they need to focus on versus things that are wasting their time that they don't need to focus on to mm. make a decision yeah and
1: that's a big portion of value too yeah. yeah time is
0: time is money you know time is non-refundable as, as i always say so you know, you can waste money, but if you waste time, you will never get that time back. You can get the money back, but you'll never get the time back. Mm,
1: probably one of the most valuable things.
0: Yeah. If you respect people's time, they'll see that
1: as value too. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to this uh, this formula? No, I think, I mean, the only thing I would say is, I think it's, it's right on the dot. It's simple. Um, I, if you follow this formula, you will have sales. It's right. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you'll get your way in
0: life. You'll be able to persuade people more easily, mm-hmm. and it's it's nothing that's shady or unethical. It's totally right for yourself, and it's right for the people that you're trying to impact and the people you're trying to help.
1: Yep. Hundred percent, man. So, v is greater than P equals S. I think that's a a great way to uh, end the podcast.
0: Yeah, I think that's a wrap.
1: That's a wrap. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning in, guys. Thank you.